Hey, Sean. Hey, David. It's uh, it's been a while. Right? I, f- I forgot what you sounded like. <laughs> I forgot what I sounded like. I haven't talked in uh, quite some time. Yeah, we uh, are back finally after a long two-week vacation. And uh, not a lot has changed in our world, but quite a bit has changed in the world of Canada. For people who haven't noticed what was going on, we just had another election that ended up being... Uh, we got the same government as before. Just uh, one seat more. <laughs> one seat difference. And now, pretty much to go anywhere, at least in Ontario it started, uh, any non-essential business, you now have to show proof of vaccination, and people are losing their shit over that. Um, people are boycotting restaurants. Hey, can I can I stop you there real quick? Yeah. You can't boycott something if you're not allowed to go in it. <laughs> right? It just this is just another thing that uh people have something to complain about. Um for for people who are really against showing proof of immunization is literally that's what it is. If you wanted to go to elementary school, you had to have proof of immunization. It's been happening for decades if not centuries. Yeah. People and, are uh, just heard about this one because a lot of people don't believe that COVID's real. And yeah, that's the frightening part about it. But you know, what's real? Like what is very much real? What's and you that? don't need a passport to uh, enjoy. What's that? This episode of the scene on screen podcast. Holy forking shirt balls, we're back. Whew. It's been a while. David, how was your vacation? Mine was uh, as good as you'd think it would be. My vacation was my vacation was a bust. Oh yeah? I said I said to my who she who shall not be named. Acting. If I don't see a moose, then the entire vacation the entire trip out to Alberta was a bust. And you heard it here first, folks. And it is uh, now a bust. <laughs> yeah. The whole trip. What a waste. Uh no, it was good. It was good to, you know, get away from work and uh just go out and relax. Gotta visit some family. Um went went to Jasper and Banff and drove through the mountains. That was pretty cool. That does the, sound cool. Went to the top of a mountain, went to the bottom of a mountain. How did it feel knowing that you were standing in summer but touching snow? Actually, that was kind of weird. I did pick up some snow at the top of a mountain and I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> um, we bought a shit ton of Lego. But that could be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and I know you were against my mentality of everything in Alberta is 8% cheaper. There's a, It's an 8% discount compared to Ontario. Um, but it did help me save quite a bit. And for people who are wondering, it's because Ontario has 13% tax and Alberta only has 5%. So 
even though the sticker price might be the same thing, your total price paid after tax is going to be 8% less. Uh, so yeah, the whole province was essentially on sale for me. <laughs> I hate you for that, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. And um, then, uh, the, I took, uh, I took two weeks off just cause I decided I didn't want to work. Actually, I ended up having, uh, 18 days total. That's, which that's is pretty a lot good. of time. Yeah. I, Almost had the entire month of September off. Um, and uh, yeah, we we hung out. We, we did. Had a, we, we had an adventure. We hung out twice. Yeah, it was well, a, b- a big surprise. Yeah, the um, I, I will say our adventure this time was a little bit different. Um, yeah, because someone had a uh, had a game of Ultimate Frisbee or something like that that they had to go to, so cut our travels. Oh my god, you're still upset that we didn't get to go to J&J's that one No, that's alright. I, I just bought Tapestry without you there to <laughs> experience it. It's okay. Um, the, the thing that I was going to say, though, is our adventure this time was a little bit more laid back. We didn't have a lot of... Uh, we really had no purpose, I guess. We we literally wanted to go to two stores, and that was it the entire time. But uh, Yeah, that was it. We got to enjoy a way out, which was really fun. I I can't believe we've slept on that game for as long as we have. Oh, I can't and, believe you finally uh, played it with me. Oh my god, I hate this guy. So <laughs> um, wanted new co-host for podcast. Seen on screen deliciousness. Um, no, like I think even our adventure, adventure one and adventure two. Um, both of them were a little bit more low key and I think we needed that in, in the pace that we were kind of living. I, I know for myself, I've actually taken the last two weeks to pretty much unwind completely and it's felt good. Uh, Mm. Breathing a little easier, I I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we only hit up a few, few stores, but we did make out like a bandit at, uh, 401 games, or at least I did. For sure. Do you want to uh, just talk about the second part of our adventure before we go into bad thing? That was like day two. Day, day two adventure. Ad- adventure or part adventure two? Jason. <laughs> um, yeah. David and I actually went to a party. Um, don't worry. Everybody was being safe and that's the important thing. But we, we, went, double vax. we went to check out uh, a little bar in Kitchener called a-OK craft beer and arcade. And I've got to say, from the moment I walked into that that bar to the moment I left, I think we were there for a total of three hours. It was remarkable. I've not experienced anything like that before. Both yeah. in like safety protocols and just the the feeling of the atmosphere is just something unbelievable. Yeah, it was a cool little um arcade arcade bar really it had uh the nice thing is that all of the arcades and pinball machines were free so you didn't have to put in uh you didn't have to have a pocket full of quarters to play but uh you know there's a lot of great old school games in there like teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles through time um yeah, that other were, one, the Street was, Fighter. There was uh, Asteroids there, Ms. Pac-Man. There was a bunch of different um, pinball. There was the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I dabbled in a little bit of Goldeneye with some friends there. That was pretty fun. Yeah, oh, and oh, uh, and incredible. and the uh, the bar aspect of it, 
you know, I was quite impressed with the the beer selection. Uh, it, from what I understand, they just kind of focus on uh, local and regional craft breweries, right? That's true. Yes. Yeah. So there was uh, stuff ranging from uh, my hometown, London, to Kitchener, to other places within the area. <laughs> But no, uh, I would say if you guys are interested in uh, good entertainment of just hanging out, having some good beers, some uh, tasty snacks, and some old school arcade games and pinball games, you got to check out AOK Craft. What is it? AOK Craft. Craft. Uh, beer and beer uh, and arcade. arcade yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Steve and the team were absolutely phenomenal with the group that we were with. And overall, I would highly recommend going back there. 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, you can get um, a flight of candy. So that's a 11 out of 10 for me. Did, did you end up getting the flight of candy? No, because uh, someone was draining my wallet. And it wasn't you. It was uh, she who shall not be named. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't buy me a single drink that day. I didn't know I had to. Uh, you didn't have to. I'm just saying, you, uh, oh. how would I drain your wallet? Um, <laughs> we it was it was funny because we like both of us like laughed at the menu when we were there and not in like a haha, what a terrible menu, but just like the the atmosphere of the menu. I think there was like a Triforce grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, what the all access pass hot dog is what i had which was really eight, good eight bit hot dog no the eight bit hot dog had the sauerkraut and i was like no sauerkraut please he's like so you want the all access hot dog i was like oh, oh okay, okay sure really huh, great yeah. really great i i really enjoyed my time there but with that we also did some really not good things i would say we did some bad things just did a bad thing Now, we don't have enough time to go over absolutely everything we've bought over the last two weeks. Some of it was great. Some of it was stupid. Some of it was just overall timing is everything. But David, you made out like a bandit in Alberta. Yeah. Well, how'd you do? We bought almost a thousand dollars with a Lego. (laughs) None of it was for Sean. Uh, Yeah, we we bought a, a shit ton of Lego. Um, I ended up getting the brand new, brand stinking new, newly released as of August 1st, Republic Gunship. And uh, I got it for, it was a damaged box. So it was 10% off. So price of the thing was like 179 or something like that. Or sorry, 479 That's right. Uh, so saved $47 or something. $47.90? And then without the eight uh, percent tax, that's like an eighteen percent discount. Anyway, so end up picking that up. Um, had to struggle. It, it was a struggle getting that one home. Um, picked up Darth Vader's meditation chamber. Got uh, the friends. What is it Central Perk? Is that the uh, the coffee shop? Yes. Yeah, I got that, and got Seinfeld apartment. And we have a few more things that we're going to have to order online because we didn't have the space for it. Uh, we picked up some board game stuff. Actually, Angela did. 
Oh, sorry, I said her name. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I I wasn't prepared for it. So I wasn't prepared for that too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she got um some Chronicles of Crime um expansions. I guess they're technically our standalone games, but uh picked some of those up. We went and saw went to visit Mission Fun and Games. We'll talk about that a little bit more on our um three men and a meeple episode, but honestly, it's one of the greatest board game stores I've ever been into. Um, and then, yeah, that was really about it for Alberta. That was it. You didn't do anything else. That was cool. Fun. Well, like we did things, but that's like, that That was like the best deals that we got. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, you also technically somehow scored Miles Morales for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I had to do was lend you my PS5 and then you just. I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Honestly, my review of that game is very simply put. I do not believe that it is worth the amount they're charging for it for a, like a 12. Like the story was 12 hours. Like I'll give mm-hmm. it that. Like if you play that story through, it took multiple like two, three hour sessions to play. Is it an $89 game? No. Is it like a $50 add on? Yes, absolutely. Well, it is a $50 game. Yes, but should I have bought it for 34? Probably no. I bought the Ultimate Edition so my PlayStation account can have Spider-Man when I purchase a PlayStation later this fall, hopefully. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Black Friday, hopefully there's some consoles available, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I really hope. How much longer can this console be on back order? I know, right? Like, I see posts online all the time. Um, the average is like eleven hundred dollars, man. That's not even real. No, I mean, I mean, like I see posts every so often, be like, "Oh, Best Buy has them in stock. Go, go, go!" <laughs> it's like, yeah. The, by the time someone actually reads this message and then gets to the store, it's definitely gone. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's frustrating because um, when when you set your mind to it, and like we were talking about it the other day about getting one. And I was like, okay, where do we start? So we call like our local EB. And they're like, yeah, the the wait list is like 50 names deep. I'm like, yeah, okay. But I also want one with a disk drive because why wouldn't I want one with a disk Mm -hmm. drive? So it's going to be a challenge. I predict I have one somewhere in the realm of January of next year. That that could be a possibility because my guess is is they are slowly like releasing consoles slower right now. So that come the Christmas season, they'll be more available. Yeah. They're going to like, they might have to like boom saturate the market, which is going to be crazy to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I, I still don't understand all these outlandish like claims. Like, Hey, uh, the PlayStation is the number one selling uh, console out there right now. How's it possible when they're releasing fucking 300 at a time? Sure, if it's selling out all the time, I guess that makes sense. But like, yeah, that's fuck. why it's that's why it's the fastest because it sells out so quick. It sells the three in stock so quick. Just it's dumb to me, and I I don't understand why. It's just frustrating, you know. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, what else did I buy? Oh, you and I made out really well at uh, 401 games some would say almost too well yeah you know what actually i was um uh 
generally we can we I wouldn't say we leave disappointed uh, when we go to four hundred one, but our heads aren't high when we typically leave. We I feel think, a little uh, ashamed. <laughs> I just think um, this time there was some really good things there that were screaming at us to take home with them. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I finally actually. Yeah. What did pick, I get? You picked up another. Um, what you call it? Like a, a damage game. Yeah, I, I I bought a few. Uh, yeah, so actually, their damage section has been pretty good to me the last two times that we've been there because uh, the previous time that we went, I got the second expansion for Legends of Andor, um, which was pretty good. The box was a little dinged up, but it's still fine. Uh, this time, found a game called Tales of Evil, and it seems to be like a like. It, a dungeon crawl style game, but you're a bunch of these like teenagers or whatever exploring. Uh, I don't know what seems to be maybe a school or a mall or something like that, but it looks like it's like, it's uh, like those um, choose your own adventure storybooks. Yeah. So I was kind of flipping through it and it's like, Oh, if you want to play this scenario, start at um, number 200. Okay. And then when you do something in, in the game, it'll prompt you to, uh, read a a certain passage in the in the book and then depending on what you do you have to go to another one it seems pretty cool it was a, a kickstarter from uh uh 2019 or 2018 and i think it just recently released uh to retail seems to be pretty good but yeah that was a, a significant discount um because the corner of the box was a little damaged but all the contents on the inside were uh, perfectly fine except you flew a little too close to the sun and the guy was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you a damage price for this. Uh, yeah, this box. That, that, that guy jerk. was kind of a deal hole. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I picked up a s- expansion for Mansions of Madness, which we had to play. I think you would really like that game. Um, and I found that. Did I show you the damage on that box? No, it was literally someone had, I guess, they had scored it with a utility knife. So there's a little tiny like slice oh, on one yeah, of the like sides. The the game that you picked up at 401? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. It's like barely even noticeable, but hey, it got me like $18 off, so sure, I'll take it. Um, what else did I get? Um, the She Who Shall Not Be Named rearranged my entire game collection, so... I can't even look at the new things that I got. Oh, I got. Uh, uh, man, I'm having a huge brain fart. What did she do with it? There's we both a... bought a game together, kind of. Oh, yeah. What did we buy? We bought Cards Against the Simpsons. And that game might be one of the crudest things I've ever read. <laughs> it's uh, it's all over the place, eh? It's uh... Yeah, it was... Um... <laughs> I would say unexpected. Yeah, when uh, when you're reading it and there's like excrement added to Simpsons quotes, you're like, oh, okay, this is a little all over the place, huh? But um, so far it's made for a few enjoyable laughs, that's for sure. So I'm excited to like play it with some Simpsons loving friends. 
Uh, that was one of my plans Saturday night, but that kind of like we just ended up having a bonfire. So it was, it was kind of unique as well because when you have those cards against humanity games, they're all the, the cards are niche and they're designed to find like potty humor Mm -hmm. And like, really, you're trying to play cards that are kind of around the table. But Mm -hmm. as I said, when you have like, uh, what was it? Um, The the episode of The Simpsons where um, there's counterfeit jeans, but they've added like the word like come on these counterfeit jeans. You're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's it's making the game for adults, right? Or mature audiences while having a Simpsons theme. So if you know that episode, then yes, you get the laughs from the reference, but then also it's, it's, it's uh kind of adult, adult, uh, adultified. Yeah. It's definitely all over the place, but you know, I like, I feel like I would be more inclined to, to play cards against the Simpsons than ever play cards against humanity again, because at least with Cards Against the Simpsons, I, and I've said this before on uh, Three Men and Meeple, with Cards Against Humanity, it's been played so long. That game's been out for how many years? Too many. And so by now, you know pretty much every card that's played, right? With At least with these versions, these versions of the game, you know, there's all these different cards that we have never seen before. Right. So it's it's sure it's the same concept. It's the same gameplay, but it's a fresh new take on on uh, some of the humor. So. Yeah, that that was a pretty gross take, but I'll take it. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's gross, but it's different. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be playing cards and you can be playing at a table with, you know, six or seven different people and not know what cards people are going to be playing. That's right? with, fair. That with is cards very against fair. humanity, you know that someone's eventually going to be playing, you know, the the typical, you know, Adolf Hitler card, right? So, I don't know. Uh, the other game that I got was Lost Ruins of Arnak, which is a uh, fairly recent game. Um, it's a kind of like a worker placement exploration game. Um, but yeah, this one I found one where like the corner of the box was like pretty crushed. And I was like, you know what, whatever, if they can give me a discount, sure. And the guy that we were talking about, we're going to talk about this guy for a bit. The guy oh, that we no. were talking to. <laughs> Poor guy. Fucking guy. Uh, we were asking him about these Cards Against the Simpsons games that we couldn't find on the shelves in there. So we're like, is that in your online stock? He's like, he was going through some Magic the Gathering cards, I believe. He was sleeving them. Um. And like a robot, we should yeah. say he was sleeving like a robot. Yeah, like a freaking robot. He didn't even like look up to acknowledge us. Right? Like he just kept sleeving as he was talking. And we're like, okay, well, it says that you have these online. He's like, oh, it's probably in the back. I'm like, okay, well, can you go get them for us? Like, is that a possibility or do we have to like place an order online? Yeah, I could go get them. And so then he went and got them begrudgingly. I kind of wandered away because I was like looking for some other stuff found this box that was damaged and uh, I was like, okay, hey, I, so I know you guys usually discount uh, damaged games. Is there anything you could do for this one? And he's like, normally we, 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 if they're discounted or if they're damaged, they're, they're on the tables there. I'm like, yes, I know that. 
I'm clearly yeah. holding two other boxes that I picked up off there. Yeah. But go on. And then uh, he's like, well, you know, it usually has to be pretty significant damage because, you know, the, the components on the inside of the box are going to be fine for that game. He's like, I can get you another one if you want. I'm like, no, that's defeats the purpose. Meanwhile, I have this game, Tales of Evil, where like one corner is kind of crushed, but everything in the game box is in perfect condition. So by his standard, that should have been full price. I don't even know his name. I'm going to name him Kevin. Kevin's a douche. Anyways, that's my biggest complaint with 401 games. And I think that is when we go there, that is usually why I be, I am disappointed in, in some aspect because something I've looked for, I've had a question about something and you ask someone and they act as if they are superior to you or like they don't have time to answer your question. Hey, you are bothering them at their job. Yeah, I know, right? That's the thing. So I guess I'm going to talk about Mission Fun and Games a little bit in uh, St. Albert. It's just a little bit. It's like attached to Edmonton, but it's not really part of Edmonton. It's like a township. Anyways, walked in there and we were greeted by the, the people working there. They were all seemed to be happy. They were like busy scurrying around, busy bees. There was games everywhere. People were coming in. They were talking. Somebody came in to ask ask if they had um, Monopoly. They just said, do you guys have Monopoly? Obviously, they did. But nobody laughed at him. You know what I mean? Like, That's because like, you were oh, in Alberta. You, you want Monopoly? Like, what? Like, so someone actually took them to the, the section where they have all their monopolies and all that stuff. And he didn't he wanted like a specific one. So the guy like told them about all these different potential like premium editions that they, they could get. He helped them search online. Like, for, And I asked a few questions about stuff. They stopped what they were doing. They like looked at me in the eyes. And for a moment there, I was like, man, I could live in this store. They probably kick me out. But. That's just a big difference. I think that's this this kind of hobby, especially like even like with video games and stuff like that. E- props to EB Games or now GameStop in Canada, which is still so weird. Yeah, um, you know those people that work there, they are gamers, right? You can talk to them about video games, and they will talk to you about video games. Yes, they're going to try and sell you an extra three dollar scratch protection warranty on that uh, Nintendo Switch cartridge that you've purchased. But that's just their job. But they will still talk to you about games and stuff like that. Whereas, and and that's what these hobbies are about. You know, you go into a movie store, <laughs> a movie rental store. What is that? Yeah, I know. And you talk to the staff there, and they will tell you what movies they enjoy to watch. You know, you you go to the theater, and you know if you ask one of the people working there, you know what's a good movie to see recently or what, whatever they will talk to you because they're passionate about it. But at four one games, they they're like drones. They're like robots. And if you ask them a question, they just treat you like you're bothering them. It's that's, that's the only thing I, I dislike about four one games. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I find that store, above all other stores I've been in very transactional. Yes. Like it yeah, almost you has go a, in, you buy your shit and you get out. It's like the, the soup McDonald's Nazi feel. Yeah. I was going to say like more like a Nazi McDonald's. Seinfeld. You go up, step to the counter. Yes. I would like to buy one board game, please. They give it to you. You step over, you pay and then you leave. No board game for you. Yeah. None. Um, 
we didn't get to go to J&J's, though. Yeah, was... un- unfortunately, we didn't. But we got to check out that B&K coll- uh, collectibles. Oh, yeah. Which was pretty dope. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty a really cool. cool store. They clearly are still setting up. It was like uh, walking through a, a closet, it felt like. But they had a lot of stuff in there. I found something. I found something pretty cool in there. Um, and it was something you were looking for all day by accident. Yeah. It, it, so to be honest with you, I'm kind of disappointed that it's not the original style. So I bought um, a chopper. Um, it's a droid from Star Wars Rebels. Um, the the um, she who shall not be named absolutely loves that droid. He actually has like a kill count of like 50,000. <laughs> It's a crazy, he's a murderous droid. Anyway, so I was looking for one and they had one, but he, uh, every so often in that series, he gets painted in uh, like black and white, like the Imperials, because they, they infiltrate the Imperial ships quite a bit. So it's the Imperial version of him. It was a uh, 2017 special edition. So I'm still on the hunt for the original um, design of him. But yeah, that was a, a pretty cool store to go into. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff, except they didn't have JD. Yeah, we still can't find JD. Yeah, one day. Uh, yeah, one day. We went to um. So at the the second time we hung out after this little party thing, um, the she who shall not be named and I, we end up going to Jane J's because you know she's never been there, and I was like, you know, you need to see where I spend all a my money. significant amount of time and money. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, it was so busy in there. And On I a totally Saturday, forgot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like when we normally go, it's usually like a Wednesday or Thursday, right? It's in the middle of the week. So it's not too busy. And we usually go like fairly early in the morning, you know, like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. So we went on Saturday and it was probably about four o'clock. And oh, man, it was busy. And uh, J&J's had a flood. A few weeks ago, like a very significant flood. They were closed for what, like a week? Yeah, something like that. And you would not have known it. Now, you know, you know, along the counter where they have all like their trading cards and um, like 3D or like tabletop figures and stuff like that. So, you know, along the floor, they had all like their comic books and everything. They don't have them there, obviously. Yeah, anymore. No, they, that's that's like the one thing that is significantly different. Um, but yeah, I bought we bought this game called Victorian Masterminds. It's a little worker placement game where you are essentially evil masterminds, and your goal is to build, be the first one to build your um, evil ship <laughs> of sorts. I don't know what they call it. You know, like how every evil villain has like a big transport ship type thing. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. So you build that and you capture buildings and they have different cities that you can go to. And, uh, you know, I can capture the, the Eiffel tower if I want, or the, uh, white house, stuff like that. So pick that up because it looked interesting. I was allowed to purchase that one. Um, we got, I finally, you'll be happy about this. I finally bought tapestry. Yeah, now I don't have to hear or watch you look at it anymore. So the funny thing is that I wasn't going to buy it. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm going to save this for when I'm with Sean. Because I feel like he deserves the opportunity to be there when the transaction is completed. I'm very happy with your choice. 
<laughs> but someone so you know how they had like two copies there in like the clearance section uh someone was looking at one of them and they were going to ask uh, who's who's our our friend that's not really our friend there mark mark yeah the yeah guy, gonna... the guy that we met and we're like best friends with him now yeah yeah um they were going to ask him i'm like hey i can uh I can tell you about this game. <laughs> I played it a few times, so I told them about the game. I gave the worst description ever, <laughs> and uh, they bought it. So I'm like, shit, now there's only one copy left. I have to buy this. So you I tried to like undersell the game and get rid of your interest. You're like, oh, this game is terrible. Oh, it's <laughs> the absolute worst. Don't talk about this. And I then know. they were just like, oh, we're going to get it because it sounds awesome. Yeah. And so then I had to buy. I told uh, I told she who i was there with um <laughs> i i have to buy this game because there's only one left and the odds of it being here are now 50 percent less because right. there's only one copy anyway so yeah that was a that was a significant bad thing there's a lot of bad things we didn't this is what happens when we're off for like two weeks that was half our show so you want to start going over some <laughs> news hits holy shit <laughs> so yeah what what happened in the last like well, two, three weeks. We we missed the the penultimate event of the summer, the Sony presentation. Oh yeah. Well, if it was anything like their last few presentations, actually, this one had some pretty good announcements. This one had a remake announcement, a sequel announcement, and the blueprint of all blueprint announcements. So, of course, it started off with the KOTOR remake, and everybody was like, oh my god, this is amazing, I can't wait. And every single blogosphere website out there was just like, this is what we want to see in the remake. Yeah, it's called a remake. They're not going to change the game, you jackasses. Uh, they probably will change it significantly, but... They're not going to ch- They're not gonna leave the core of the yeah, game. Yeah. It's a remake. It's a remaster, is what they said. Well, if you look at Final Fantasy VII remake... They they pretty much completely overhauled the entire game. They changed the story. They added some new characters and stuff like that. Fundamentally, it's the same thing, but it's it's a reimaging of of the original game. So hopefully, with uh, Knights of the Old Republic, they essentially they they keep it as close to the roots as possible with just um, some quality of life updates and maybe I, put in some cut content. I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um. What did you think of God of War Ragnarok? Or Ragnarok? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't even played God of War. I'd say I'm shocked, but I'm not. I own it. <laughs> I, I bought it. Like You're so predictably four, predictable. It's four years ago. Oh, my God. You know what the thing is? is I was. Here's the thing. When I got back from when we got back from Alberta, I knew I had a few days to just hang out and do nothing. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to play some like some. I'm going to catch up on some of my PlayStation backlog. But uh, someone had my PlayStation. Actually, I could have played my PS4 Pro. Dude, you came back and I had your PlayStation for two extra days. Yeah, I know. That's that's not a long time. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, anyways, moving on. So good for David. Good, good for David. Um, the only other one that really caught my eye was Spider-Man 2, because it looks like you're going to be able to play as both Spider-Man, which is pretty sweet. Both Spider-Man? Both Spider-Man. Spider-Man I want to play, as, I wanna play as Spider-Man like 
old school Sam Raimi Spiderman. Well, you can absolutely. Yeah. Um, they also announced a teaser for Wolverine. Obviously, there's no gameplay footage. It was just a uh, pre-rendered video and a title. But is it is that Insomniac that's making that? Uh, I think so. It looks exactly like the the pre-renders we've seen previously from uh, Spiderman. Yeah. So I am very intrigued about how they're going to do this. Like with Spider-Man, it was like it's a very open world web slinging game, right? And I think a big part of the appeal of the Spider-Man games is slinging through New York City. Wait, what? Just kidding. <laughs> but with Wolverine, he's a cool character. He's Canadian. Uh, but I'm very intrigued on how they're going to make the game different. You know, like, is it just going to be a Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, Arkham City? Except with a motorcycle. Clone, but with uh, Wolverine? Who knows? But yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that because uh, if anything, Insomniac has proven that they can make a good, uh, enjoyable superhero game. So, yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. I think it could be a, a good time for sure. Um, did you watch any of the Emmys on the weekend? You know, I, I didn't even know that the Emmys happened. Uh, well, here's what you need to know in 30 seconds or less. They had two crowds they had one in america and they had one in england and it made a lot of sense because the only two shows that really won a lot of stuff was the crown and ted lasso i think ted lasso won five of the major awards and the crown won like another five so all the comedy and the dramas were all just one by two there was a few like one-offs hamilton won something it was uh I think the host choice was very poor. Cedric the Entertainer did not do a very good job. I thought his skits were kind of lame. It was just, it was flat. But we we sat and watched it the other night. And we we enjoyed it. It was just not the um, the cream of the crop, you know? Yeah, so I started watching Ted Lasso the other day. Finally. It was actually after I got home from part one of our adventure so i had you know all these board games to open up and you were like i'm gonna watch ted lasso instead and now my question is when does it get good what (laughs) you're you're joking right (laughs) like (sighs) the first episode how many episodes did you get into uh three i watched the first three episodes so the second episode and the third episode were nominated for emmys that's how uh, art direction and style and I think writing. That Biscuits is a phenomenal episode, number two. But the show is really good. What do, what aren't you liking about it? Is it the I fact that it's like, soccer? No, 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 no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what the, the subject is. I just... It, it's just... It's slow. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe my expectations were too high. Like I'm I'm going to continue watching it. Don't don't worry. I'm very disappointed. You're like one of the first people to tell me that you don't like the show. But it's just not anything that's like, I don't know. It's not like the boys, you know, where after a few episodes, you're like, man, I got to watch the next one. Or it's not like um, Umbrella Academy where you're just like, okay, next episode, next episode, next episode. 
Um, and I think part of it is because you've been hounding me to watch it for the last however many episodes that we've recorded. Oh, yeah. The hype thing is real. Right. So here I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a knock my socks off experience. But it was more of a, okay, well, we're just going to roll your socks off slowly and they're inside out now. <laughs> it's a, so here, here's my thing about the show that I, I think people have to like take into consideration if they are going to watch it. It's, it's, it's supposed to be like this comedy about an American football coach coaching soccer. And the whole idea is like Rebecca's trying to, to, to sabotage the team within by hiring Ted. And there's like, you, you have to let the characters develop, but this is not one of those shows where you have to say like, Oh, you have to get through the first season because so many people get addicted to the show by the characters and the personalities very early on. And I'm sorry if I overhyped it for you. It's like what everybody did to me with Avatar to the point where I just watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. Like the the the, um, the movie Kevin Spacey Avatar? Kevin Spacey's an Avatar? No. <laughs> you know, the oh. movie one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just watched that the movie came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's why I told you we should have a segment called things that we never watched and all of a sudden decided to watch one day. OK, but it's it's good. I I promise you it is good. Maybe you just weren't in the right mindset for it. It's a great show. Yeah, maybe I wasn't focusing as much. I was uh, distracted from board games. So, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe you, you hoser. Speaking of hosers. Or posers, let's talk about a bad video game for a second. Well, okay, let's 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 hold off from saying that it's bad per okay. se. Okay, would you have paid really... more than five dollars for this game? No, but then it's a bad game. It's no. a bad game. Bad game. <laughs> we didn't really, we didn't really get a chance to learn how to play the game because. Because you just went through the rushed through the menus and just loaded in. Uh, I made my skateboard look dope as fuck. Just because it's cool doesn't mean you knew how to ollie. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, yeah, for anyone wondering, yeah, we're talking about skateboard. <laughs> it's a bad game. It's a bad game. If it's it wasn't like available funny. on Game Pass, I would not pay for it. Bad game. Okay, well, there's there's Sean's opinion. Um, I wouldn't say it's a good game, but I haven't also played it enough to understand the controls. Like it's it's not as intuitive, obviously, as say you know Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Well, obviously, right? But the concept it's funny. You're playing as a bird on a skateboard, and you're doing skateboardy things as a bird. I don't know I feel like the game should be no more than like fourteen ninety nine. Okay, let let me let let me track back here. The game is clunky. It is like it's counterintuitive. Like you you have your typical games, and like you have two formats for skateboarding games. It's either Skate or Tony Hawk, and those games have paved the way for other games. You know, A or X, depending on what console you're using or whatnot 
is going to be Ollie, right? You know. And you can only really do like a few tricks. The game is very limited. I will say the fact that they loaded in old Thrasher magazines as part of the graphics. Okay, that's kind of cool. And they turned them to like, they edited them a little bit to have like birds and shit on them. Yeah. But I just am like, it was what it was. The game is not a good game. And that's going to happen every once in a while. I'm sorry for people who are going to get offended by that. I'm very, very sorry that all your favorite games that drop on Game Pass or anywhere else that games come out, some games are just going to be inherently bad. And this, unfortunately, is one of them. And uh, though this also just kind of drives the value of Game Pass up when you think about it. Imagine we were super hyped for this game and it wasn't on Game Pass and we paid like the 24 or 25 bucks for it. How disappointed would you be? Even more disappointed than you are now and you didn't have to pay for it. That's very true. Right. Um, I, I kind of also wonder how that works for the, the developer getting paid. Like that game was on my console for maybe an hour. They get from my understanding is that they get a set amount for having their game on Game Pass based off of a uh, I, Microsoft has some calculation of the average number of downloads, right? Yeah, that a game would have. So they would get a set amount of money for that. And then I believe that they would get money for each download afterwards or something like that. Yeah, I. uh I played a better game though. Um, I I got lost in random. I know we talked about this in our last episode that we did. That was it's it's like a kind of action RPG with board game like card deck building mechanics built in. Um, I played that for I don't know two three hours one night, and uh, it's actually pretty pretty fun. The story is intriguing. Um, they really play into the whole concept of the dice, um, which is cool. Yeah. So like the dice is what in, in this universe, the six sided die is what determines pretty much all aspects of society. Um, so you're this uh, girl and your sister was abducted, but not really abducted. She was chosen by the dice to go live in the land of sixes, which is kind of like high class society. Right. And one is obviously the slums kind of thing. And uh, the story is you are searching for your sister because you get this feeling that something is wrong. Um, The combat is very interesting. And I was kind of iffy about how it would work out, but it has that hack and slash mechanic. Um, Enemies have these like jewels that if you hit them, they fall off and then your dice guy collects them and then once you have enough you can then throw the dice and based off of the number that he um, lands on that allows you to select a certain number of cards based off that value like uh, each card has a value between zero and six I would assume right okay so if I rolled a three I could select uh, say three cards that have a value of one. So it's like, say a sword and that would power my sword up to the level three. And then I would have a lot more 
better attacks. Like there's healing, um, healing items. There's long range weapons stuff like that. So it's actually really cool. And as you go through, you upgrade the dice by adding, you know, like they're little pips, like the little black dots on a dice. Right. So the first one, he only has one. So you can really only roll one or, or one or two. Right. And then you unlock more so you can roll higher numbers with him. The story is really cool. Um, it is very similar. It gets the same vibe of um, American American McGee's Alice. So kind of like dark, dingy stuff like that. It's clearly a uh, not like a triple A game because like the, the graphics are good. They they are very good, but they're not as polished as some of these like triple A games. But overall, you know what? If if you had to drop uh, thirty two dollars on a game, definitely get lost in random. <laughs> that would be the one you drop thirty two dollars on. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I'm actually. It wasn't on Game Pass, which I'm a little disappointed in. But you know what? The the price point. I am actually very very satisfied. I'm I'm actually quite content with the the cost of the game and how it how it's playing currently. Interesting. Um for two reasons. One, the game did look really well done, but I was also very skeptical of EA. And uh, how are the microtransactions in the game? <laughs> There's absolutely none. Perfect. Yeah. You know, you know, just publisher. Um, up next, there's also uh, Pokemon Unite finally dropped this week. On oh, yeah, iOS people are playing that game. I attempted to download it yesterday. And it just spun. Did I couldn't. You, did you play it on Switch? Yep. I just couldn't. Uh, I just I wanted to try it on my iPad. Oh, OK. Fair and uh, I couldn't log in. There was a server error. So I gave up on it and I haven't thought about it since. Yeah. Yeah. The game's kind of trash anyways. Yeah. And uh, for all you Meeple fans out there, Gloomhaven, a game that we talk about not enough, but we should talk about a little bit more. Uh, is set to release in, Oct- in October on Steam. Now, David, you were saying you have Gloomhaven on Steam already. So what's the difference here? Uh, nothing. Um, I bought the game many, many, many moons ago. Uh, it's been in early access. You can actually buy it right now uh, for currently $28.99 Canadian dollars. Um, it's in early access. I believe the price, at least... Maybe the price did go up. I remember I, I'm pretty sure I paid a little less than that, but uh, I've had it since it was in its infancy. So just very basic stuff. I think at the time they only had two or three classes that you could play as. Um, you know, the Mind Thief and Tinker. So two classes, seven enemies, and just a few maps. Um, since then, they've been slowly adding new features, um, in the discord, there is, uh, the developers are very, uh, very involved with the community, taking people's opinions and suggestions, stuff like that. So, uh, pretty much the game is just pretty much set for the full campaign. Will and be- will, uh, uh, a gamer be able to transition between both games seamlessly or is there a, a huge difference? Um, it is very much a, I, what, what, what do you mean though? I'm not sure. Well, like we're, we're video gamers. Would I be able to play the video game and then translate that into board gaming? Like continuing the board game? 
Well, no, just in general. Like, would I be, would I seamlessly be able to transition? Between the board game and this game. You got it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the gameplay mechanics are all the exact same. Really, the main difference between this and the, the tabletop game is that this is in 3D and you don't have to do the setup. Um, but essentially, if you wanted, you could you could play some of this campaign here and then continue on um, on the actual tabletop board game if you wanted. It would just require some finagling with uh, some of the legacy elements. Some some setup. It does have uh, online co-op, so I'm, I'm going to have to see how that works because this might actually be pretty... This might be a good game for... Uh, us to get Owen involved in, and uh, the, f- the three of us kind of go through this campaign on here. Owen, Owen, I think I have a good friend named Owen. Yeah, not quite sure. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty much it for that. Have you uh, been keeping up with the 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 buzz ing has been creating with the, the best video games of all time? Oh yeah, when you said this to me, I was like, this thing again. I've got to like, be like, I feel, here are some brackets that I'm so confused about. Yeah, I feel like these polls like IGN or whatever other video game companies, GameSpot, mostly IGN, they like to make this bullshit. They always do these like greatest video games of all times. And then they they will match up things like Pac-Man and The Witcher 3. Wow. What we could do is I have the final eight listed, but I do want to talk about. I mean, we could determine who our winner would be based off what I can see. Um, It's a no brainer for me. Um, I think the way they have it set up too, um, I would be shocked if Grand Theft Auto five didn't face off against San Andreas or San Andreas for the, the greatest game of all time based on how they have this format. Mm-hmm. Now there are some brackets that do make quite a bit of sense. Like if you do look at the, the bracket that San Andreas came out of, it had some tough competition, had red dead one borderlands two Mario Kart eight. Um, KOTOR versus Tony Hawk. We had New Ve- uh, Fallout New Vegas versus League of Legends. Chrono Trigger versus Burnout 3. And GoldenEye versus Modern Warfare 4. Okay, so let- let's look at this without any sort of bias whatsoever, right? Because if I had my way, Fallout New Vegas would have probably made it all the way to where it did. And then it would have been a tough choice. Mm-hmm. But why are you putting KOTOR against... Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Like, how did your bracket system work where you put that as the five spot and Tony Hawk as the 12? Why is Fortnite and World of Warcraft? Oh, that's a different bracket. Never mind. Um, why is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe against Grand Theft Auto? Because they both have cars? And and see, that's the thing. It's like the bracketing should be based off of game type. So first person shooters third-person shooters, you know, horror games. What did you just world. call me? <laughs> Open-world games, you know, superhero games, stuff like that. Have it so that all of these games are in their own category. 
And then ultimately, you know, the, like the final eight, there's one, two, three, there's four, now four tiers. And it should be four tiers of eight <laughs> games of different genres, right? Okay. I agree. Witcher 3, GTA 5, and GTA 4 are all open world games. They should all be that. Same with Legend of Zelda, but I feel like uh, Breath of the Wild kind of falls into... The problem is, is like Breath oh, of the Wild I, is a prime have... example where it's like a adventure platformer, but it's now open world. But you know what I mean? Like... I have many problems with that bracket, so I wanted to uh, I wanted to hold it to the end. But just out of curiosity for our our listeners and fans, because you are the people's choice, do you have any problems with the top left of the bracket, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Call of Duty for Modern Warfare bracket? Any game? Do you see any game coming out of those bra- like that bracket that isn't those two games? Aside from maybe New Vegas, in my opinion, but New Vegas I think lost to the better game uh like all of those games yeah like if you were just to look at the top left of the bracket so yeah is that is that section okay to you well i don't know why league of legends is there why did they put uh knights of the old republic versus tony hawk pro skater two completely different games san andreas and mario kart 8 two completely different games but I'm saying just for that that part of the brackets winners. If you took all oh, the winners of what is it, sixteen games per bracket or sixteen things per bracket, I don't see, as I said, two games that would have like. Obviously, this is going to be fanfare depicted, right? Mm-hmm. So, seeing how like World of like, even if you go back one, it's Modern Warfare versus World of Warcraft, and then New Vegas versus San Andreas. All four of those games rightfully beat everything in its bracket, in my opinion. If it was Red Dead 2 in there, sorry, San Andreas. Mm. Well, like you look at Doom versus Inside. So you have a triple A arcade game, first person shooter arcade game. Bottom. Got it. It's at the very bottom of the list. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I just had to switch to the proper bracket because I haven't zoomed in Uh, versus Inside a indie game size growing platform puzzler. Are you fucking kidding me? But which doom is this? Is this the original doom, which is like fucking 1994? Because then, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Witcher three wild hunt versus Diablo two, two very different games, right? Minecraft versus fable two. hundred you know, percent Minecraft. Bioshock versus overwatch, you know, like, this one's kind of shocking the result to me anyways, because like Overwatch still has national championships. Mm-hmm. Bioshock, the first game, like there were so many others. Here's where I have a problem. It's the bracket right above or like the, the game above. So you have Civ 5 versus Assassin's Creed 4. When Civ 5 is considered one of the greatest games of all time, which is mind blowing in this situation. That the 12 seed just beat out the five. But Skyrim versus Arcarine of Time. IGN, mm-hmm. I thought you were pro Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like you literally set Arcarine of Time up to fail. 
And this is why the seeding makes absolutely no sense. See, and this is like some editor. This is how this works. Some somebody in like at IGN, they decided to put these games against each other. Um, like for for example, the other side, Super Mario World versus Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Well, clearly there's a huge, huge, huge fan base for Super like Smash Bros. More than Super Mario World. Oh, you're jumping all over the place. I was going to ask you if that the bottom was fine, but we'll, we'll move up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, I have an issue with a lot of these things here. You know, like GTA Five versus Uncharted Two, Street Fighter Two versus Pokemon Yellow. Come on, like, so how this should have worked? How this should have worked is they should have had. A, a list like just an unedited list of games and let people select so whichever game so have have voting open for like a week and people just select their top games right they they have to select their top 32 games from an, um, a huge list of games right and then take that and then bracket it off so bracket it off based solely off genre. If something is obscure, pick the genre that it fits more into or what it traditionally was, right? Like uh, Breath of the Wild would fall into the same genre as what they would have categorized the other Legend of Zelda games as, right? Yes. Instead of having this be like, this is literally just a random mishmash of games that don't make any sense because some of these things are set up clearly to fail. Oh, 100%. And when you look at what games are in the are in the, the top eight now, San Andreas, Call of Duty 4, God of War 2018, Witcher 3, Breath of the Wild, Bloodborne, Arkham City, GTA 5. No surprise at all that that these games have selected are selected and i feel like the brackets have been designed so that these games are the ones that are selected oh 100 i'm even looking at the bottom one and like i can see the blood boiling right like super metroid versus apex legends okay so you're picking a super nintendo game and you're picking a, a three-player shooter okay the the next step is like Animal Crossing New Horizons versus Titanfall 2. On what fucking planet does Titanfall 2 even remotely come close? We bought Titanfall 2 for $4 at the dollar store. I know. Titanfall 2 is a absolutely amazing first person shooter though. Do I still have that game or did I flip it? With a with a it's on Game Pass as well, I believe. A phenomenal uh, single player story but also like you can kind of tell that there's a, a certain type of gamer voting on these as well you know bloodborne versus half-life alex i'm sorry half-life alex is a vr only game when i would say probably about 30 percent of the people who are playing in this game or in who are voting in this have actually tried it <laughs> you know i bought it the other day i think um it like it still is on sale but i bought it on sale it is quite possibly the best looking 
VR game ever. And I, I can understand if I had to pick between Half-Life Alex and Bloodborne, I would pick Half-Life Alex because I've played it. If I had not played that, I would pick Bloodborne because I've never played Half-Life Alex. It's such a stupid bracket. Like Tetris versus Rock Band? Well, what Tetris? I'm su- like te- I'm surprised Tetris won. <laughs> right? Well, especially but, with some of the other upsets on here. You know, like what was the age demographic of people that could vote? Because if it was teenagers, anyone could or, vote. Yeah, but like okay, if you if it was a targeted group of 13 to like 18, your Fortnite's, your Apex, your Minecraft would have blown everything out of the water. Right? Mm-hmm. There's less switches out there than there are PlayStations and Xboxes. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to Nintendo, but like not everybody who has a Switch is buying Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Some people are buying it. I have a Switch. I haven't even played it. Do I like Zelda games? Yes. Have I played a lot of them? Majority of them. I think I've played 80% of all Zelda games out there. Mm -hmm. But when I'm looking at this, I go, okay, Legend of Zelda versus um, Final Fantasy. Okay, I'd probably pick Zelda because I don't like Final Fantasy games. Resident Evil 4 versus Castlevania. Okay, Resident Evil. Then I would probably go with Resident Evil because I enjoy that kind of game more. Mm -hmm. It's sure if it's going by player preference. Okay, but there is no way you're telling me this is just like that game of the year awards last year where we determined that Animal Crossing should have won by popular vote based on the amount of titles it sold. IGN. Yep. With all disrespect. I mean, with all disrespect, is so fucking crooked that they create these little games to A, piss off people, B, oh, look, what are the majority of the games that are left on this list? There's one Nintendo title, a few Rockstar titles, Infinity Ward. Who did Batman again? Uh, WB. WB. And then you have a Bethesda game. Cool. We know what they're doing. Rockstar, you want to bet one of the Grand Theft Autos wins? And this is part of the rigging of it because Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be announced soon. Because this is how IGN works. And further to the point, David and I are sitting here arguing about it because we're frustrated because this bracket is horseshit. This bracket is not even the best video game of all time, because if the answer isn't Legend of Zelda Arcarina of Time or the godfather of all video games, when it came to 3D artwork, Super Mario 64, we've done something wrong. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. Batman Arkham City is a good game. It's above average. It was it's frustrating the travel mechanic, especially if you play Spider-Man. You understand and you know the difference. But Super Mario 64 is the reason 90% of these games are on this fucking list. Right? They they pretty much invented the third person camera. Yeah, like uh, just looking quickly, Doom, Pokemon Yellow. I mean, even Civ 5. Goldeneye. Goldeneye got thumped. Don't get me wrong. Modern Warfare is one of the best FPSs out there still. But like, okay. Oh, I'm frustrated now. 
I'm frustrated. Look at what you did, David. Look at what you made me do. I'm upset. You put this on the list. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, how's it feel to be back? Are you excited? Are you? Yeah, you know, I like uh, as much as a well-needed vacation is needed. That, <laughs> was, uh, a, that was very smooth. Yeah, as much very as good. A vacation is well-needed. I don't know. I'm having words are difficult. It's been a while. Uh, you know, it's good to be back. You know, we, we record an episode every week. So you have to forgive us if we want to take two weeks out of 52. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think we deserved it. <laughs> and really, when you think about it, there's usually not much that goes on beginning of September anyways. Yeah, we uh, we picked a good time to just skedaddle on out for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It was uh, it was refreshing to to have a few nights to myself where I didn't have to focus on that. And I could. I can just play some games and not really worry. Yeah. But uh, that, I think that's it for this one. I think uh, we've accomplished everything we've needed to. Uh, we're sorry about the lack of content, but we'll be back um, next week with two episodes, one Meeples and one is next week of Meeples. Uh, yeah, we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> the backlog is about to blow up. Yeah. Next week will be a Meeples on Tuesday. And then, you know, yours truly again, Seat on Screen Podcast on Friday. We're doing a special uh, showcase of uh, Three Men and a Meeple. Oh, yes. Yes, we yeah. are. We're going to be uh, kicking it old school and playing some Clue and talking about what makes that game so great. Nothing. It's just an accusatory <laughs> game where it's always Colonel Mustard. And that's that. But. Speaking of that's that, if you want to find us, find us on your favorite podcatcher. Check us out on our social medias for myself and David. Yo. Yo, yo. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the Scene On Screen Podcast. Peace.